Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I am talking about John the Baptist, who did no miracles. Did you realize that? John the Baptist performed not one miracle. And he was a prophet. As a matter of fact, until Jesus came and changed the water into wine at Cana, no miracle had been performed in Israel for 800 years, not since the time of Elijah and Elisha. No prophet had spoken to Israel as the messenger of God for 400 years, not since Malachi. No angel had appeared to the people, as far as we know, for 500 years. So why was the greatest man born of woman until his time, Matthew eleven eleven, and who was one of the greatest Old Testament prophets, never given the power to perform one miracle? John the Baptist was a forerunner to the Messiah, one who was prophesied to come and who did come, Isaiah 43 to 5 and John 1, 23. He had one message and one message only, repent and be saved, Matthew 3, 2, Mark 1, 4. One would not think that a man with a singular message of sin, sinners, repentance, and baptism would be popular. Men who preach that are not popular today. But John the Baptist had throngs of followers who listened to him. He had throngs who followed his preaching with a life choice to become baptized in water in preparation for Messiah's coming when they would be baptized by fire. Even King Herod liked to listen to John, even though John was no shirker of his responsibility to point out to the king his sinful actions. John 6.18. We read in Matthew 3, 5-6, Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Of course, some undoubtedly followed John because they loved hearing him charge the religious leaders of the day with hypocrisy, and some undoubtedly followed John because he was the most interesting thing going on. And some undoubtedly were excited to think of their Messiah coming in glory to rip the Romans from the death grip they had on the land, which is what they thought at the time the Messiah would do. Those people were likely in the minority. The fact is, John was filled with the Holy Spirit at birth, and a man speaking truth about the Messiah from a pure Holy Spirit-filled heart is the most powerful miracle there is. Truth is the miracle. You can read about how demon-drenched the place was, Luke 6, 17-19, No prophet had spoken, no angel had come, no miracle had occurred. Religious services were saturated with hypocrisy, filthy lucre, 
and idolatry, thanks to the failure of the leaders of the day in all the years before and the generations preceding. The people were tired of sin, their own and others. The whole land was crawling with demons. So they listened. In my opinion, John's ministry was miraculous in the way that it shows us what preaching the word does to weary hearts. Weary hearts want the word. They want to hear about Messiah. They want the hope of his coming to enter their hearts and fill them with knowledge of his glory. Their hearts were hungry for messages of hope, even for a message of hard truths. Messages of their sins and the hope of the coming of the perfect who would deliver them. Even though there is always great opposition to the gospel, deep down we know they suppress the truth, they know the truth, and in the end they need to hear the truth. Hungry hearts need it. And as it was true then, it's true now. The preaching of repentance and the coming of the Messiah prepares us for him. Though our generations will likely not be blessed with national revival, but instead be cursed with global apostasy, Revelation 2.5 and 2 Thessalonians 2.3, 2 Timothy 4, 3-4, we know that individual hearts are still hungry. Individual hearts still thirst for the living water, and we still need to proclaim it. My wish for us all is that we resolve to cling tightly to the Holy Word by diligent study and knowledge of it and living it out. I pray for us that we resolve to speak it and contend for it. His Word, the Holy Bible, is now the miracle that sustains us and is his sign that he is living and active. Hebrews 4.21 Can we resolve to focus on the coming Messiah, lift our eyes up instead of around? Can we dedicate our lives to serving him? Can we devote ourselves to proclaiming the only message worth sharing? The power of the Holy Word has been demonstrated through the record of the Bible. It has demonstrated itself through its staying power through the centuries. It can penetrate hard hearts and claim souls. On the blog, I have several Renaissance era and afterwards paintings of John the Baptist. And in those artistic renderings of John, he is shown almost always, with a hand or a finger pointing up toward heaven. My task for myself and my hope for all true Christians everywhere is that we follow the example of John in pointing our lives toward Jesus. We don't seek after signs and manifestations, but we rely on the sure word. It says in the... John the Baptist artist um, painting by Preti at the Metropolitan Museum, quote, St. John the Baptist is shown seated in the wilderness, exhorting the viewer to repentance. 
his right hand pointing heavenward, his skin tanned through years in the desert. The lamb next to him stands for Christ, the Lamb of God. Isaiah said, one like John would come. Isaiah 40, 3, a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. We read in John 1, 23, he said, I am the one, the voice crying out in the wilderness, make way the straight Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Keep on the straight and narrow. Always point to Christ with our words, our actions. For the law was given through Moses, John 1, 16 to 17 says, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great day.